Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trust one another, and uh, that's why we came up with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. One twenty-four eighty-six bucks over the Miami Heat tonight. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, the mayor of the DJ Wilson fan club, Mitch Ross, chairman of an other side of the glass. We're hanging out tonight. Bart Winkler, the secretary. That's him. Take that up with him. When did this start? <laughs> a couple weeks ago when we were talking about it. Wait, so he was doing postgame? No, no. He just texted me during, during one of the shows and we were talking about oh. it and said, I get to be the secretary then. I said, sure thing, Bart. Y'all should do like a DJ Wilson fan podcast. I mean, seriously, you might as well. You got three Let's of you go now. go inside the DJ Wilson box score. Yeah, right. I mean, y'all just do it every week. Relive his, his Michigan game highlights and whatever, you know. This day in DJ Wilson's life, three years ago, he was at Michigan. 17 scored. minutes tonight, Sparky. The game was over, Mitch, by <laughs> halftime. And I love it, too. I absolutely love it. It's funny. I uh, was ready to explode in the first four minutes, as you can imagine. Why? they were like one for 12. Oh, stop. And I thought, here we go again. Oh, stop, 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 stop. Look, th- this team here, when they play at home, they're almost unbeatable at this point. They really are. And then when you start hitting three-point shots, they really become unbeatable at that point. And, and that's the one thing that everybody has to realize here is when the Bucks are at home and you only have four Losses. That's it. You've had four losses all year, and you're at uh, at home against the Heat, who beat you. The Bucks haven't lost the same team twice, I don't think. This Correct. Year. Think about that. Back to back losses, and haven't lost the same team twice. So they come out and put an absolute hurting on them, and they do it with Giannis scoring twelve points and triple double. But he had twelve points. Twelve points. 
I was having a conversation uh, a week or two ago with one of our listeners, Ian. And I was saying that, yeah, you're going to get through the first round. You better. You should, right? But then once you get to that second round in the conference championship game and teams start playing Giannis and trying to slow Giannis down and dare other people to beat them, will those other people step up and beat them? And that, to me, is a big question with this team when you get to the postseason. If they slow Giannis down to 20 or 22 or whatever on a given night, can Middleton be that guy on that night to get hot? Can Bledsoe step up and be that guy on a given night? Can Brogdon get going on a given That is really what this is all about. You talk about tonight, they hit 17 threes, right? They're going to beat about anybody in the league when they get to shooting threes like they were shooting them tonight. And... That's something that I think you really got to think about here with this Bucks basketball team is. And I saw a guy earlier today on Twitter, didn't tweet it at the fan account, but was one of our people that we follow on Twitter and one of our listeners, and was tweeting that he was a little bit nervous about tonight's game. And I saw a couple of the regular guys on Twitter telling him. You know how many times in a row the Heat beat the Bucks? Uh, Six straight. Oh, and the Bucks stopped it tonight. I believe so. No. Okay, so that tells you the Bucks were up for this game probably more than Miami was. But either way, it doesn't matter. So... For, for me now, I see this guy tweet out, eh, a little bit nervous about tonight's game. Eh, maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm a little bit nervous about tonight's game. And I see a couple of the regulars, Lamont uh, and Trey, these guys, all tweet back at him. Dude, this ain't the same old Bucks team. Don't be worried about tonight. They got tonight. Don't worry about it. And I'm watching the responses. I'm like, I tend to agree with them. I'm not all that concerned about tonight at all, really. And I didn't think they'd blow them out by this much. I, I thought they would win. I didn't know that they'd blow them out necessarily. But this definitely is not the same old Bucks basketball team. All right, with that, let's go inside the box score. If you're leaving uh, the arena, want to hear from you as well. Look like another uh, full house tonight at the arena, at least the lower level, quote from what we could see on TV. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Also, you can tweet us at 105.7 FM, The Fan. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. 124.86 bucks over the Miami Heat. Uh, inside the box, Giannis, 25 minutes, 4 of 9 from the floor, 4 of 8 from the free throw line, 12 points, 10 assists, 10 boards, 3 steals. Two turnovers. But again, 25 minutes. You could have argued he should have played less than that. But that's fine. Back to back now, because tomorrow night, now you come back and you got to go to Memphis tonight to take on Grizzlies the Grizzlies are tomorrow, right? So that should be another win tomorrow night. Ryan Horvath in here tomorrow night. Chris Middleton, 26 minutes, four of 11 from the floor, two of three from three point range, one of two from the free throw line. This Heat team just beat the Grizzlies the other night, didn't they? I'm pretty sure this Heat team just the beat the Grizzlies last night. They had 24 turnover. I mean, they were horrible last night in Houston. Yes. Okay, so Chris Middleton, uh, back to that. Four of 11, two of three from three, one of two from the free throw line, 11 points, eight boards, four assists, one turnover. Again, Mitch, on a night when Giannis doesn't play well, Chris Middleton better do more than 11 damn points. Correct. That, that's. But this is my thing is, okay, so your team hit threes tonight, so you're able to overcome this stuff, but on nights when you don't hit threes, if Middleton plays like that, you know, he got going there for a little bit, what was it, the second quarter, where he started defining himself a little bit, hit a couple shots, but that's out of that. 25 minutes for Brooke Lopez, and again, X-Factor Brooke Lopez, there he is. Four of seven, three of six from three-point range, 11 points, three rebounds, three block shots. He's just such a huge, huge deal at this point. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, 22 minutes, 
7 of 15 from the line, 2 of 8 from three-point range, 1 of 2 from the line, coming off a nice game against Atlanta, comes back tonight with a decent game too, 17 points, 5 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block shot. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 23 minutes, 7 of 13, 1 of 1 from 3, missed another free throw, uh, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, <laughs> uh, 16 points, 2 boards, 1 steal. I'm glad you understood what I was doing. Uh, Trade him. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Just can't, we can't have it. If you can't make free throws, can't be on the team. Uh, Sterling Brown, 22 minutes, 5 of 10 from the floor, 3 of 6 from 3-point range, 13 points, 6 assists for Sterling Brown. One rebound, one steal, and one turnover for Sterling Brown. 21 minutes tonight for Tony Snell, 3 of 4, 2 of 3 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line, 10 points, 3 boards, 2 assists for Tony Snell. And we get to 17 minutes from DJ Wilson, 4 of 8, missed both 3-point attempts, 8 points, 7 boards, an assist, and a blocked shot. Uh, next up uh, in minutes played tonight, George Hill, 17 minutes, 2 of 5, 1 of 3 from 3-point range, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 7 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, one turnover for George Hill. I just I always praise George Hill, but I just think he's such, such a solid addition to this team. And you got rid of Henson and Della Vadova. Oh, my goodness gracious, please. Uh, Ilya Silva, 13 minutes, 2 of 3 from the floor, 1 of 2 from 3-point range, 5 points, 2 rebounds, and 1 block shot for Ilya Silva. 11 minutes for Pat Connaughton. Everybody's happy to see Pat Connaughton out there. 4 of 7, 1 of 4 from 3-point range, 9 points, 3 boards, 1 assist, and 2 turnovers. Connaughton has a nice size fan club, too. I know you all, you DJ Wilson guys are coming around, yeah, but I mean, hey, Pat Connaughton's got a fan club too. I root for Pat Connaughton. He just can't seem to buy a three anymore. I know he made a couple tonight. But yeah, he did. Uh, he made one, one to be one. specific. Uh, Thought Maker, one guy projected him to get 40 points tonight on Twitter. They missed that one. Uh, 10 minutes, one of three. Was that KS? Uh, no, it wasn't KS. I didn't recognize <laughs> who it was. Uh, 10 minutes, one of three from the floor uh, for Thought Maker. Two points, three boards, two assists, one steal, and one turnover for Thought Maker. Eight minutes played uh, for uh, Smith tonight. Again, Jason Smith, one of one, one of one from three-point range. banked it in, too. Yep, three points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal uh, for Jason Smith. The Bucks shoot 50% from the field. Miami Heat shoot 41.9%. 17 of 39 for three for the Bucks, 43.6%. Miami, eight of 34 for 23.5%. It'd be very difficult to win in games when you're eight of 34 from three. Free throws, 11 of 18 from the Bucks. They have to fix free throws. Uh, six of eight for Miami. Uh, rebounds, uh, they destroyed them. Well, that destroyed them. 53-43. I rebounded them by 10 assists. 35 assists for the Bucks tonight. That's just a huge number. Uh, turnovers, only eight for the Bucks. 18 for the Miami Heat. 124-86 Bucks over the Miami Heat. Uh, to the phones we go. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. If you're leaving the game tonight, thoughts on what you saw from this Bucks team so far. We're going to get into... Coming up in a little bit once we get through tweets and calls about the game itself. Well, I get to this article that was written uh, in The Athletic uh, earlier today by Frank Isola. And I'm not a big Frank Isola guy at all. Uh, but I read the column anyhow. I'm Mark Lazary. If uh, you did not read it, I will uh, read you excerpts from it and will enlighten you uh, all about Mr. Lazary. <clears throat> I found it very interesting. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, the first call. Michael in Caledonia. Some Caledonia love. You're up first. Hey, what's up, Sparky? What's up, dude? It's been a long time since I talked to you. First time this season. And uh, I feel like tonight's a very good night, the way you started off the call. Uh, I'll give my opinion about this Bucks team this year. I'm only 28 years old. This is by far the best Bucks team that I've seen. For sure. From the starting to the bench. And Budenholzer is a blessing. And the thing I love about him the most 
and I'm sure you know this because you know the Bucks better than anybody, but Giannis will do something immaculate. He'll make an immaculate play, and Budenholzer will still coach him and tell him what he could have done better. And Giannis just sits there and listens, and I just love that. It's just a difference from Jason Kidd last year, you know, just sitting there with his hands folded, clapping, patting guys on the back. Screw that. Boonholzer has done wonders for this team, and uh, he might have just saved our franchise. Well, I mean, they weren't going anywhere. Let's not be overdramatic about this. But, yes, I mean, Boonholzer is definitely the signing of the offseason, for sure, for the Milwaukee Bucks, and maybe in all of the NBA, uh, without question. He's been a huge addition uh, to this Bucks basketball team. I totally agree with you on that. Hey, uh, one more thing before you... But, but wait a second. Let's, I just, you. I'll let you go, but hold on one second. I just want to correct something you said. You you made it sound like Jason Kidd just patted guys on the butts. The problem with Jason Kidd apparently was Jason Kidd was too hard on these guys and they needed to be coddled more is how that whole story went, that he was too hard on them and the players didn't like it, just to okay. just to make okay. sure everybody's uh, on the same page here. That, that may be true behind the behind the scenes, but as... as Viewing as a fan, right? I got you. You didn't see that, right? But, uh, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I was going to say it's almost hard to believe how good the Bucks are. I almost don't even want to believe it. But you should believe it and enjoy it while while it's happening. I, I mean, yeah. I, I've watched all these games, and it's hard to believe because you know you've been a Bucks fan longer than I have. You know how how it can go in the playoffs and how they can disappoint you. It's almost hard to believe how good they are, because they look like a championship team. When I watch them, and they look phenomenal, and it's hard for me to believe in it. I sit here and look at the schedule, and I'm like, we're going to beat all these scrubs. Well, I, mean, it's, 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 I never thought I'd be sitting here like this. I mean, I hope for it, but... All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, so he, he's taken aback by what he's seen so far at 28. I feel like we should play a celebration for him. Uh yeah, or get him some sugar to wake him up. Um, but I mean, I t- for for me at least, I would say definitely enjoy what you have going on here, uh, because there's a couple of things that are uncertain. The health of this team is uncertain. Don't know how healthy they're going to be come playoff time. How long Giannis will be in a bur- or in a Bucks uniform? That's uncertain. We don't know how that's going to go. There's another dynamic that nobody's talking about. That's going to change. And when that changes, then a lot of other things could possibly change as well. Nobody's really talking about it since the offseason. And in the offseason, we talked about it quite a bit, and nobody's really talked about it since. But the athletic article reminded me of what's coming. And that is something that everybody should be well, well aware of. If you have not read the athletic column and piece, stay tuned because we're going to get to it. You want to go to break? We're on way early tonight. Why do I have to break so early for? Okay. Good. Let's take another call. Where, where are we going? Uh, He's on the line on the other, other side of he's the glass ready? here. Fine. He's not ready. Okay, there we go. Let's go Okay, up. now we're ready. We're talking to Josh, leaving the Pfizer Forum. What's up, Josh? What's up, Josh? How you doing, buddy? Oh, it's just awesome. I don't know if you had any callers calling up, but... Yeah, I had one guy before you, yep. Oh, the people are leaving and uh, kind of like, oh, it's a blowout. I embraced every single blowout because growing up in the seven, watching them in the seventies and eighties, you took you took it for granted they would blow teams out and have occasional close games. So I I am favoring this because we know what the Badgers are like. The Badgers. There's no need to bring up the Badgers in this. 
No, bad years. Bad oh, years. I thought you said the Badgers. I'm like, please, die. I don't want to talk about the Badgers again. I talked about that on the big show today for an hour. Um, but, but look, it, I agree with you, all right? I mean, you lived through the Chris Ford years. You lived through all these crappy years uh, being a Bucks fan, the Dunleavy years and all that. So I, I totally understand where you're at, and that's the one thing that people probably should be well aware of at this point is, like, this is the first year you're going to win 50 games probably, right? You shouldn't be spoiled the first year you win 50 games. Like, I get being spoiled in year four of winning 50-plus games and, like, you just take this stuff for granted. Year one of being this good, people should just be, like, going crazy and, and embracing it to a certain degree, I would think. I, I don't know. You're probably younger than me. There was one point, the starting point guard was Sherman Douglas and – Starting center was Benoit Benjamin. Benoit Benjamin was the single laziest basketball player I have ever watched in my life. So it was really a horrible time before the big three. I mean, they were great in the 70s and 80s. Like, they were always good. And then all of a sudden, they were terrible. And it was just like, I embrace this. This is just amazing to have. And it's a competitive NBA, too. It's not like every team stinks. No. Playing good. And any given night, you know, Washington, people are complaining about that loss. They took they took the Raptors to double overtime, so it's like they're a crappy team, but they, they're not that crappy. And they're going to be better without Jed Wall. How stupid is that sound? But that's true. Thanks for the call, Bradley Beal. The next game after he played the Bucks had forty three or something like that. The next yeah. game, Bradley Beal's on a mission to prove they don't need John Wall. I think that's what that's all about. Um, but not Benjamin now. Early in his career was something, but when the Bucks got him, that dude wouldn't even go to the defensive side of the floor. Just sat there and waited for them to come back, Mitch. Just I was. At, I was at the Bradley Center. Dude would just sit on one side of the floor and be like, dog, I'm not going all the way down there, man. I'm too old for this crap. I'll wait for y'all to come back. Seriously, it was single laziest basketball player I think I've ever seen in a Bucks uniform. And that's saying a lot because we've had a bunch of crappy players in this town. 95-96, Benoit Benjamin. God, he yeah. was awful. Easily, like, the number one so Bucks that's, that I that's cannot So that's how stand. I am with Steven Jackson. Oh, no, Benoit Benjamin. I, I don't remember way, Steven Jackson not way. playing defense. Benoit Benjamin was way worse. At least Steven Jackson got to the other end of the floor. Well, yeah, but I, I all I remember from Steven Jackson was, I'm just going to stand at the break around the three-point line, and uh, if you give me the ball, I'm going to shoot it. Otherwise, do whatever you all want because right. I don't care. Sure, not at that point. <laughs> that, that's, that was what I got from right. Steven Jackson for 54 games or whatever he was, if that, in the lockout short. Yeah, because they traded him in the offseason. So he played that whole lockout shortened season, thank God. I don't know if I could have done much more. No. He's Mary Mitch, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Um, we're going to have to get to a, a, a quick timeout here uh, at some point. But look at it from this perspective. If you are a Bucks fan that suffered through all those garbage teams, like some of us have, right? It's similar to being a Packers fan that suffered through the 80s with the Packers and early 90s and you get to a Brett certain Favre. degree, right? Then you get Brett Favre, and then you make your Super Bowl run. Then you get another Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers. You make another Super Bowl run, right? And now Packer fans are spoiled Packer fans. That's what they say. And I, I totally disagree. I just think Packer fans realize that this eventually is going to end, and you're going to get a garbage quarterback, and then you're going to have to figure out how to win with that person. Maybe not garbage, but let's say average quarterback, right? Kirk Cousins. And then you're going to have to figure it out. And he's above average, I think. Yeah, but, I, I do too. Right, so not, he's not worth the money. He just can't beat a good team. He's not worth the money they're paying him, but... He he's above average. For me now, this is maybe kind of like the Brett Favre beginning for the Packers with Giannis. So now think about this for a second. <laughs> In order to have what the Packers have had, you got to have Giannis for ten to fifteen years, 
and then get another I one. I know. It's nuts. After that. It's impossible. That, it's absolutely impossible. Right. And at, get that. And we get on that run for 25 to 30 years. Think about the likelihood of that happening. As a Bucks fan, I just was like, yeah, check. I'm just glad I got it once in my lifetime. Because Lou Alcindor and all, all that stuff, I was born in 76. So that was right around. I didn't know what the heck was going on all that time and what they all were all about. But I'm telling you this. This is by far the best player they've ever had since I've been alive and can remember watching Bucks basketball. Yep, same, right? obviously. It's not even close. And I was talking about this the other day. LeBron James is about going to be ready to walk away here in the next few years, right? God, I hope he's I mean, least. he's got – he's probably – I mean, well, he's injured now for eventually, the first time. And- eventually the body's going to break down. It happened to Kobe. Eventually it'll happen to him. So once he's out of there, I think NBA is going to be the best it's ever been. Because there are so many young players. There are a lot of good young, young players. Talent, and it's spread out. And everybody's kind of on their own to a certain degree. And like every team now, even the bad teams, like the Timberwolves, they got two guys. Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. Now, Wiggins hasn't lived up to expectations, especially now with that dumb they deal they gave him. They got destroyed tonight. By Philly, yeah. And yeah. Jimmy Butler, last time I checked the score in the first half, hadn't done much of anything. Uh, but but they got their own stars. My point, right? They got one. And Carl Anthony Towns who a lot of people think is one of the better basketball players in the league at this point. I'm going to go see Bucks Mavericks on Monday, right? They got Ryan Horvath's favorite person in the whole wide Luka world. Luka Doncic, yeah. I'm pretty sure he loves Luka more oh, than he loves his wife. I, I heard so, it the other day. He, it was oh bad. Oh, my it God. Was... He, that is the biggest man crush I've seen from well, somebody. I think it was – I mean, Atlanta's going to be haunted by that, yes. I think. it's Agreed. I mean, I, I thought it was funny how Dallas has gotten the two be- – probably the two biggest, besides Giannis – Two of the biggest European trans, you know, transcendent players in a draft day trade. Yep. Dirk, Dirk and then uh, and Luca. Luca, yeah. No question. But I mean, that's another guy, right? So now you've got your star guy there that's going to be in Dallas for a while. So if you look around the NBA, not everybody has Giannis, but most of these teams all got a star player now with them to give that fan base hope. And once LeBron is out, and by the way, I know this is going to irritate Bucks fans. But if anybody has been watching that garbage Lakers team, I don't know how anybody can say LeBron's not the MVP of this league. <laughs> I don't even want to hear about it. That they were team, awful on Sunday. That team, I watched a quarter and a half of that crap. Same. And I could not believe how bad they were. And I've watched them here and there, but I really sat down and like really focused and watched like a quarter and a half. And I watched, and I watched, and I watched, and I'm like, they are Bad. Yeah, the only guy doing anything was KCP, and then he got hurt. Right, and that night, and dude, they're horrible. But they, anyways, lost, they lost to the Cavs, man. He right, but once home. once LeBron gets out of the damn way, then at this league, I think, and it sounds stupid that okay, you don't have a, a a true legitimate guy necessarily, and I don't know if Giannis can become that guy where wherever Giannis is, they can't be beat. I don't know if he can be that guy. I don't know. Mm. We're gonna find out. He's only twenty four. LeBron proved he could be that guy. Right, Shaq proved he could go from L.A. to Miami, even when he won that guy, and with Dwayne Wade can go win another title and still be a huge factor. Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, right? LeBron is LeBron. So once there's not that guy anymore, then I think it opens up everything, and then parity really sets in in this league, and I think this league really takes off to a different level, I think. We'll see. 124-86, bucks over the heat. If you're leaving the game tonight, want to get your thoughts on what you saw uh, tonight, if you actually stuck around for the whole game or if you left early, 
are blowouts boring you? Is that a thing? I mean, it's not boring me. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying. Kind of seems like it. But I are blowouts boring to you nowadays? I, I know we're going to get to this athletic column on uh, Lazar. Not everybody's a subscriber to Athletic. If you're not, not your whining. You're not. But I'll, I'll read you excerpts from that uh, from Frank Isola coming up as well. And we'll still also check in uh, with our guy Matt Velasquez to come here on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post game show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, the mayor, Mitch Ross, the chairman. Evan, other side of the glass, back after this. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. 124.86, Bucks over the Heat. See Sparky Fiber, Mary Mitch, the chairman, Evan, other side of the glass. Want to hear from you, too, if you're leaving the game tonight. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 105.7 FM, the fan. Uh, really, no huge performers uh, tonight for the Bucks. Giannis did have a triple-double, 12 points, 10 assists, uh, and 10 rebounds if you miss the game tonight. Defensive play of the game decided by the mayor and the chairman. Fox Sports Wisconsin, Marcus Johnson back in the booth with Jim Paschke. What you got? Yeah, always fun when Marcus Johnson is back in there. Back-to-back defensive plays of the game. From behind Bledsoe. Ripped it away from Josh Richardson. Eric Bledsoe lays it in. Classic Bledsoe. A classic Bledsoe and a beautiful finish going full speed. Able to compose his body after the pickup off the dribble and finish it up softly off the backboard. That's not that easy to do, going as fast as he was going. A great defensive block. Speaking of which, another block. Richardson again, it was Lopez this time. So Bledsoe and Lopez blocking Richardson and Bledsoe a triple. This will bring a timeout. Great sequence there, uh, nicely done by Mayor Mitch. And the chairman, Evan. Shouts to Evan for that one. Yep, nice. research done. department over there getting that one done. Dude, Evan's all about post games, man. He's He's got these highlights on lock now. He knows exactly what everybody's oh, yeah. looking for. He does. He's doing a great job yeah. over there. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so you know, highlight courtesy. Don't tell me twice. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports with Scott. So we, we said Marcus Johnson, uh, and we'll get to those of you on hold one second. I, another little quick rant because I'm all fired up. Uh-oh. Um, so the other day on social media, I see that the Oklahoma City Thunder – are retiring their first ever jersey. Did you see this? No? I maybe. Take take a guess. Uh, who's... Oh, Nick Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. And Marcus Johnson. They love that dude there. I and, mean. And Marcus Johnson can't get his jersey retired by the Bucks. You want to compare those two careers and tell me, how is it Marcus Johnson's jersey is not retired? I literally, and I told Marcus Johnson, I said, I don't know anything, Marcus, but I really think year one, they're going to retire your jersey in the new arena. That's got to be what's happening, right? They got you integrated back in the family. You're doing games. You're going to get that jersey retired. I thought for sure. Herb Cole's out. Finally, this dude's going to get his just due. And they still haven't announced they're retiring his jersey. It's, it's got to be coming. I just makes me, I just don't understand. Like you brought the dude back in the family, you gave him this, you know what his numbers are. Unless there's some type of like handshake deal between Herb Cole and these guys that they're never going to retire his jersey, and I better not find out that's what's happening because I'm going to lose my mind if that's what's going on behind closed doors. So I don't know what's going on, but Nick Collison, <laughs> you need to stop. Like that dude does not need anything retired of his. Well, nothing. And maybe there's a curse because they gave up 142 to the Hawks tonight and lost. N- 
whatever, maybe. I, I, 142 to the Atlanta Hawks. Look, if you don't have a jersey retired at this point, right, then just wait for it to be Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait. You you had to go rush and put Nick Housen up in, on, on a front street to be the, the first jersey retired? Dude, if you are that franchise and you're going to retire your first jersey, make it a stud. Don't make it Nick Collison. Please. Sorry. I had to get that out there because I saw that and I, I retweeted and put, and our guy old school 8888 on Twitter can't get his jersey retired, but this fool can? Stupid. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Bucks got the win tonight, 124.86. Where are we going? Tracy in Tucson. You're up next on the fan. Ooh, What's Tucson. up, Tracy? What's up, Tracy? Hey, I'm loving the, watching the games out here in Tucson. I and uh, I just want to give a big nod to Sparky. That your station wouldn't even be a station without how hard you worked in the first mm. months of uh, 1250 even being in existence. Thank you. Uh, yes. And um, I miss Gary Wolfo uh, with the Racine uh, Journal Times. I don't know if he still works for He's, the paper uh, or not, but no, I, he, I, hold, I used hold, to love those interviews you had after the games with him. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's got his own okay. website now, wolfelspressbox.com. First of all, okay. Second of okay. all, he's still on with Chuck and Winkler during the week in the mornings, and he's on with the Big Show Thursdays at four forty-eight. Oh, okay. so if you miss it, you can always go to the one hundred five seven FM, the fan page, and listen back to Gary Wolfel interviews there. Uh, and I love a good sparky rant. Those are always excellent. Uh, I don't think uh, that uh, Chris Middleton is a $30 million player. If, uh, if we had to sign him for that much, it'd probably be best for us to separate ways. I hope we do everything that we can possibly do to keep Giannis and to the, make him a lifetime buck. I know it's hard for a player nowadays to ever stay with one team, but if there was a guy we're going to keep, that'd be the guy. And uh, tonight's game, I I like it when the Bucks are ahead by 20 points in that. I can really sit back and enjoy the game. I hate the idea that we got to play again tomorrow night right away. Is that right? Yeah, they got to play tomorrow in Memphis tomorrow. Right. And, uh, I mean, that's, that would be the game I would be worried about. But as any Buck fan is, you're always worried about the next game. You know, you always have that little uneasy feeling. It'd be nice to be able to sit back and say, well, I I know this game should be a win. I mean, Miami's a 50-50 team, so of course you should beat them. Back in the and day, can... that was a team you were going to lose to because the Bucks weren't a 500 team. You're like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. They're gonna, they're 500. We're like five or six under. Well, I was surprised that the Bucks had lost the last six games in a row to the Miami. Right. I had no idea of that stat until I, I had heard it. Yep. And... Um, Oh yeah, that's that's, that's it, it, man. Hey I man, think are you, guys you are doing great? Do you live Thank in you. Tu- Do you live in Tucson full time, or are you a snowbird? Uh, no, I'm I'm just out here for the winter. Beautiful. So, where when you come back to Wisconsin, where what Milwaukee, city? Milwaukee, West uh-huh. Dallas. Nice. Oh, good deal, Dallas. man. I used to live in West I'm Dallas. In Dallas, I, man. Yeah, I used to live in West <laughs> Dallas by Rupinas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, actually, I live by, uh, you know, Highway 100 in Greenfield. Sure, absolutely. That's where I live by. All right, man. Sounds good. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you. You betcha. 124.86 bucks over the Miami Heat tonight. Um, You know, it, it's funny because you sit and you think back to, like, where that Bucks team was when this station started in 2005 since he brought it up, oh, right? boy. In two thousand January second of two thousand and five, I believe was the first rookie Urson. We were on the, on the air, right? Yeah, they drafted him over Monte Ellis because they didn't trust Monte's ankles. Um, 
But you go back and, and you think about like all the different Bucks programming we've had on this station. Like the Pro Hoop show with Larry Harris. We'd go on the road and do the show on the road. Buckets, Pub, and Racine. If anybody was at that Larry Harris show, that was like one of the highlights, I think, of my time here at the fan. <laughs> this lady stood up and was screaming about Glenn Big Dog Robinson back when he was with the team and how could they get rid of Big Dog and da-da-da-da-da. And her and Larry were going toe-to-toe back and forth from the stage. And Larry's throwing out like like full-on like player warm-up jerseys and, and the pants and everything. I mean, he unloaded everything because little did anybody know they were getting ready to make a color change. Right, they were going to that red and green or whatever. So he was bringing like all this old purple gear all out to all the room. Every time we'd be on the road, he'd bring all this purple gear out, sign basketball, sign shoes, like everything, everything. And then at all these places, you know, people would interact with Larry, go back and forth and everything. And that was crazy. Uh, Post game shows when we started, you know, Tim always tells the story about the post game show for the Brewers. We had started the station with the Packer postgame show, right? And that was uh, Gary Ellerson and myself. And we were doing Packer postgames. Uh, and that's kind of how the whole thing started. And then uh, Gary and another guy did Packer programming middle of the day. That eventually turned into the afternoon show, Gary and Cliff uh, Saunders. Uh, but then the Brewers postgame show we fought to do because we foolishly had thought and had heard rumors that the flagship uh, was going to do a p- extended postgame show and take calls and everything. That was word on the street. And we had been talking about doing it, but nobody even knew we were on the air hardly. I mean, the first couple of years, a couple people listened to us, maybe, if that, right? So we went running into the general manager's office, pleading our case, me and a sales guy that worked here, Kevin, about, dude, we got to do this. If we're going to do it, we got to do it. And Tim Allen, he kind of knew through doing fill-in work on the station, whatever, and I sold him, and I sold him, and I sold him. And they're like, all right, get out. And then him and the program director, an hour later, he comes up to me. He goes, all right, you got your Brewer Post game show. Go ahead and announce it on the air. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, call Tim, tell him too. I was like, okay. I said, dude, we're doing this. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, they just had an hour meeting. We're going. We're doing it. We're going to go announce it right now. He's like, okay. So away with that went. So after the first year of that, I was like, hey, man, I really want to do a Bucks Post game show. I mean, we're doing Brewers and Packers. We need to do a Bucks Post game show. Um, and that deal was pretty much, yeah, okay, as long as it's not going to cost us a ton of money, fine. And I'm a salaried employee. They ain't going to cost me anything, right? Um, so we started doing the Bucks postgame show. And you know, through those postgame shows, the Bucks, the Brewers, and the Packer postgame shows that we did on this station, that kind of built the audience a little bit because there was nowhere else in this market to tune in. Packers there was, but there was nowhere else in the market for Brewer or Bucks postgame programming. Um, and that's kind of how we built our audience, I guess, for the station and kind of helped us get to where we are at today. And thank you to everybody. You have guys like Tracy calling in all the way from Arizona. From Tucson, right. Uh, and talking about the very beginning of the radio station uh, back then. So, you know, thanks to everybody that obviously has supported the station over the course of time and everybody that has uh, supported the postgame shows and called into Tim's Brewers postgame shows all this year. And he's done a great job switching between co-hosts. You know, Rami was there for a while. I was there for like 10 years. I think I was with Tim uh, doing that as well. Maybe Tausch uh, ha- has done it now the last couple of years. But Tim's been the mainstay. Like, he's always been that guy. He's the biggest Brewer fan on the station. So uh, he's done a great job with that. Gary has been on the, the Packer Post game show the entire time. It was with me and Gary. Uh, it was Leroy and Gary. They were really, really good together. 
Uh, and now Gary and Bill are really good together on the statewide network. Uh, so, yeah, just thanks to everybody for supporting the post-game shows. And if you know anybody that listens uh, to the games or whatever else, tell them about, obviously, about the fan and all of our weekday programming. Tell them about the post-game shows, too, man. It's a great place to go to if you want to vent after a game or if you want to celebrate or whatever the case may be. Lines are always open. It's it's usually always about you guys, the listeners. I may rant from time to time, but for the most part, it's about getting everybody on. And Mitch has been here forever and a day as well and has kind of lived through some of this, too. All right, let's get back to the phones. 414-799-1250. Where are we going to now, Mitch? Speaking of venting and ranting, Sith Lord in West Dallas, you're up next on the fan. What's up, Sith Lord? Hey, man. Yeah, you know, uh, real quick on what you were just saying, too. Yeah, I'll always uh, respect you in this show because I'm sure, you know, and that's what I always think about, like early on, it probably wasn't easy to – get something like this on the air and you know for the people that follow the team as hard as like someone like i do and you do you know you you, you gotta have uh respect for one steve sparky pfeiffer for putting this thing together so, i appreciate it uh, yeah yeah for real you know uh one of the things that you uh said last time i i called in there was a caller that called in where you know he, he said something along the lines of like well i don't you know who who knows even what what team in the western conference is the best team and you know, there's no doubt in my mind, just like I, I know there's no doubt in your mind. The the best team in the Western Conference is the Golden State Warriors, yep. like, without question. Like, I don't care what their record is, because at a certain point in the season, whether it be the playoffs or late in the season, like, they're going to flip a switch and, and, and you know, and they're going to turn it on and, and they're going to win the games they need to win. And, you know, what's crazy to me is, and I was talking to uh, my brother who I went to the game with tonight, is like, I honestly believe Sparky, and 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 it's hard for me to say this, but I honestly believe that like the Bucks could win in NBA Finals this year if it wasn't for the Golden State Warriors. Like I, I think I, I really do think like in a seven game series, whether it be the the, the Celtics or whether it's going to be the uh, Toronto Raptors, that we're going to get to the finals. But I just don't know if they can win it all because there's just too much firepower on that on that Warriors team. And I, I think the Warriors are going to get there. Um, and, and, and my question is this. If they can, if there is an opportunity for them to get to the finals, like should you trade off some of these pieces? And if so, who should you go after? Your thoughts. Thanks for the call. Um, I, I just – I don't think they're going to trade Chris Middleton, expiring contract. I don't think they're going to trade Eric Bledsoe, expiring contract. I think they're going to try and overpay both of them to keep them because I think they believe that this team can win a championship with Bledsoe, Middleton, and Giannis. Um, I think overpaying both those guys is a mistake, um, personally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade anybody right this year, though. I just. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rock the boat. I don't think they are. I think they're going to look at it as we'll worry about the offseason when the offseason gets here, but we're going to try and win this damn thing. Uh, as far as you know, win the East if they can uh, this year. I think that's kind of be the goal. They don't have, in my opinion, a lot of assets to trade to get any big name player. So I think they're going to make hay on the buyout market. Though know, when these guys get bought out, you know, there's talk of Robin Lopez. He may get bought out eventually by the Bulls, and he wants to go to Golden State. Okay, fine. But that that is going to be, I think, where it is for the Bucks, where you're going to have to take advantage of these guys like Philly did last year. We always talk about it, right? You get Ilya Silva and Bellinelli. They helped push them a lot going down the stretch and in the postseason. It was huge for them. That's where this Bucks team will make hay. They're, they're going to have to get their one or two buyout candidates to add into this thing. But then who's going to lose minutes? Because most part, these guys are playing pretty good. I mean— even the bench, 
they're playing all right. I mean, Snell's way more consistent than he was last year for sure. DJ Wilson, nobody expected to be as good as he is right now. And the more time he gets, you'd assume he'll just get better and better with the more run he gets and the more use he gets to play with all these guys in game situations. So he's going to get better while he's out there. Sterling Brown has been great. Got no complaints about Sterling Brown. He had six assists tonight, for God's sakes. So you can't complain about Sterling Brown. I'd love another big. Like, if I had my wish, I'd like a big physical guy to come in behind Brooke Lopez. That's what I'd like. A nice big physical player that can come in be- and not named Robin Lopez either. Don't come yeah. in with Robin Lopez. But somebody that's more physical than Thon, somebody that's more physical than Jason Smith, somebody that can bring a little bang down underneath and help there. That's what I'd like to see. I'm not sure they'll they'll do it, and they may just stand pat at the trade deadline. I really think that might happen. Eric Name said uh, earlier today with the Athletic that he's going to put together a trade primer here in the next couple of weeks as far as Please what do, the Bucs may be looking at. I'm anxious to see what he's got because as far as I'm concerned, I just don't think there's going to be much I mean, the do. only big on the buy, I mean, Zach Randolph, you wouldn't. Oh, I might. You wouldn't go. You, oh, I you, might. You wouldn't. Shoots the three. You would. Physical. Haven't played at all. Like, dude's got to have fresh legs, even though he's old. Well, he just cannot run with that team. I mean, Sacramento's the fastest team I think I've ever seen. Okay, fine. But that's what – they like to run, too, in Milwaukee now. So, right. but if he could if he could still shoot outside and he can still grab double-digit rebounds off the bench and play 20 minutes a night, maybe. I don't think he's going to ruin team chemistry for in a couple months. That's not going to happen. I'm telling you, that's – I ain't thought about that name. I don't mind that name. Is if he's in shape. I haven't seen Zach Randolph to know how in shape he is. But if he can get up and run up and down the floor and he's not out of shape, he can shoot a little still and stretch the floor and bang on the defensive side of the floor. Mm. Something there on me. You might you might have a little something. something. Uh, let's go. Uh, X factor of the game, please. X Factor. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. All right, X Factor of the game. It's Brooke Lopez. I mean, I... You can say whatever you want, but when Brooke Lopez starts hitting threes, it just changes the complexion of how a team has to play you. Plus, he has three block shots in the game. Uh, Lopez, 11 points, four of seven, three of six from three, three He's rebounds, that man. three He's blocks. Money. Yeah, I mean, splash mountain, baby. Splash mountain. 124, 86 bucks over the Miami Heat. And uh, it's it's just it's just wild, man. Bucks are playing really, really well. And uh, just enjoy it, right? We've got a bunch of people on hold, I see, so we'll get back to more of your calls. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. His Lakers team is straight garbage, man. <laughs> now they're playing the Bulls. I just, Golly, they're bad. All right, back after this on the fan. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. One twenty four eighty six bucks over the Miami Heat. It was a whooping. Heat had won six straight against the Bucks, and that's that. Uh, takes care of that deal there. The Bucks now thirty one and 12, 20 and four at home. Seriously, I can't wait to go to the game on Monday. They're playing 
uh, the Mavericks. Looking forward to seeing the great rookie sensation uh, for Dallas. I'm not sure it'll be much of a game, but looking forward to going and seeing it uh, regardless. You think Dallas will beat them that bad? Oh, you're funny. Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But anything's possible. Dallas is a terrible road team. Yep. Terrible. I, I, anything's possible, but it'll still be fun just to go to the game. Oh, yeah. It definitely looks like fans are just loving themselves. Uh, some of that new arena right now. Oh, a lot, a lot of fun. I felt bad for D-Wade a little bit. Uh, we got to get to drive of the game. Let's do that, and I'll tell my D-Wade story. Uh, all right, so what do you got for drive of the I'm gonna game? I'm going to go Chris Middleton making a three to give the Bucks 69 points. It's not really a drive. It's kind of a, what is that? Uh, it's a shot, <laughs> I guess. All right, go ahead. Shooting, shooting, a shooting drive. All right, here we talked about the big shots we had in game one. Chris Middleton. The Bucks have made 10 triples in the first half. Yeah, and Chris Middleton starting to get into a nice rhythm. They were driving threes all night. It was the jinx of all jinxes. That was it for Middleton after that. Yep. I don't think Middleton, did he maybe hit one more shot after Marcus Johnson said that? Maybe. When he said it, I was like, 11 oh, points Lord. for Chris Middleton tonight. Right, 4 of 11, 2 of 3 from 3. Uh, but again, Giannis, 12 points, and you still blow out the Miami Heat because you were hitting three, 17 threes hit tonight. Giannis with a triple-double, 12, 10, and 10. Next up, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, tomorrow night. And uh, Ryan Horvat in here like he always is on Wednesday nights to do the show. All right, where to, Mary Mitch? Donnie and Exonia, you're up next on the fan. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, doing good, buddy. What's up? Not much. So just heading home from the game now. Uh, just want to echo this new stadium is amazing. So just absolutely love it. What did you like best about it compared to the Bradley Center? Well, I just think just – all the seating around is just, you have a good view from everywhere. Now, where I was, we had just absolutely just unbelievable seats. We were third row, section 118, right behind the Bucks bench. Um, but, I mean, just the whole layout of the, this, the arena is just amazing, if you ask me. I, I love it, too. My favorite part, of obviously, is the Jack Daniels bar. I'm, I'm a little... So, yeah, I... My, I, question, what you my said? question for you guys is, so... I, uh, actually, with my company, I brought three ladies to the game, and we just had an absolute blast. Um, and when we were walking out after the game, they were just they were asking me, like, what's the biggest difference with the Bucks right now? What's making them so much better this year? And, you know, I was trying to think about it. I'm like, well, Giannis is he's playing better, but he's always played well, you know. I was trying to think of, like, the new additions. Lopez is obviously, you know, I think uh, a good pickup. But what I really thought is the biggest difference between, you know, the other years and this year is Coach Bud. Just his system that he runs, you know, offense, these guys are just, they know we're supposed to be, they're taking the threes, they're hitting them. But then on defense, they just seem to be so much more, I don't know, not aggressive, but just knowing what they're doing. Like, it's a simpler defense to run than what they had in the past. Yeah, it's not as much. It's, it's not as much hair on fire, trapping everybody under the sun, and then having to run out and chase after guys. That that's been a large part of of the difference here. Thanks for the call, and that is Budenholzer's system coming in. And the other thing that I like is, you know, he'll he'll make changes throughout if he needs to. If somebody's doing something wrong, the other night Eric Bledsoe, who were they? What game was that the other night? Eric Bledsoe was oh, it was against Houston and the Rockets. Eric Bledsoe was dramatically standing to, what was it, the left side of James Harden. Keep running off the line. Now, see, again, that's that over-the-top crazy crap. And then you talk to Budenholzer, and Budenholzer's like, I trust Bledsoe. Like, if, I, I, you know, we want him to shade the left. He went over the top, you know, with his shading or whatever. But I trust him that he can get back and recover. And it clearly worked. It clearly, clearly worked without question. And that is 
some fun stuff. It really is some fun stuff to watch and see how this this team has really progressed under Mike Boonholzer. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to the injury report, Mr. Mayor Mitch. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. All right, injury report. Bucks are healthy. Matt, do I need to say anything else? Is that does that sum up the injury report, Merriman? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's been a big key to this season. Just making sure I was right. All right, Bucks are healthy. Still the couple here from Mike Boonholzer. Go inside the Bucks locker room. Check in with Matt Velasquez as well. I probably should text him to make sure he's good for tonight. Uh, and uh, who's on hold first? Trell's first coming yep. up. Okay, good. We hear from Trell. He's been with us pretty much the entire time we've been on the radio uh, as well. Going back to two thousand and five. That's all. Straight ahead here on the fan. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer just walking in the room right now. We're putting an eye on the enemy. He's talking to GA next door on Kiss Uh-oh. FM about that athletic uh, piece on Mark Lazary. It's just amazing. I'm just, I don't know if we're going to so have time So are we going to put an eye on the enemy with that? I don't know if we're going to have time to get to No, put an eye on the enemy with Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, obviously, uh, is is the next game uh, for this Bucks team. And look, you know, it's it's back-to-back games for the Bucks. Memphis is 19 and 24. 19 Yeah, and if you look at that schedule, 24. Uh and obviously no Dante DiVincenzo uh going to play. Doesn't really matter at this point. Nobody even cares. Uh Memphis uh Kyle Anderson uh is out. Marcus Soul uh still listed as day to day. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies as they get ready for that one. I mean, they still got Conley, right? You still got to deal with Mike Conley on that team. Conley's averaging 20 points a night, about 42% from the field, 84.5% from the free throw line. So you still got to worry about him. But So they were 15-9 and nine after a win over New Orleans on December 7th. Mm-hmm. And now they're 19-24. and 24. Yep, going the wrong dang way. Going the wrong way. That's really what's happening. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 at this point, they've lost two straight coming into this game. The Bucks are averaging 117 points per game. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are averaging 100. This looks like a blowout. But again, Memphis isn't playing tonight. Uh, so, you know. Well, and, and the Memphis was the first team to come win in Pfizer for them. So. There is that too. Correct. Yep. They, Size can present a can, problem. They can muck up the game, much yep. like Miami can. That Indiana. Tonight, though. Yep. Uh, no, I agree. That's exactly what they will do, and that's what they will try to do, and that's probably their best chance. Of winning the game. So there's your eye on the enemy. All right, let's go to uh, Trell. You're next up after a uh, Bucks victory tonight over the Miami Heat, 124-86. to 86. What's up? How's it going, Sparky? It's going good, buddy. What's up? Um, Well, I just wanted to soak, soak it in a little bit, Sparky. I think we, you know, focus on so many things when it comes to this team that we kind of lose the crux of everything as far as this team. I mean, this team... When's the last time the Bucks won a Central Division? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long time. I mean, we don't look at those things because we're so focused on, you know, bigger and better things. But, I mean, just 
you know what I'm saying, winning the Central Division. It's a huge deal. I yep. Mean, Even though, I mean, there's really nobody deal. in the division anymore, but yeah, it's still a big deal. Indiana's still yeah. a good team. Right. Yeah, they are. Um, the thing uh, about tonight that really encouraged me is this is how this team has to play when the teams um, play this type of defense on Giannis. Because, see, if these guys don't hit shots and they lose, then everybody's railing talking about. Well, Giannis, he has to do this, he has to do that. No, the system is set up for this team to play exactly this way. If teams want to try to pack the paint and leave the shooters open, hey. But the shooters have to hit their shots. They didn't hit those shots in December, and they have been struggling to hit those shots. So, yeah, you're right. When they hit 17 threes, they can beat anybody. Right. And and, and I'll tell you this right here, Sparky. They're going to have to win more than one game like this in the playoffs. Probably. They're going to go – if they're going to go far in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying, to the, to the conference finals and possibly, you know, on a hot streak to the, all the way to the finals, they're going to have to have character wins like this. It's not going to be just, a, you know, Giannis with extraordinary numbers. There's going to be a few games in there where teams are going to be banging against him, are going to be packing the paint, not letting him drive. Guys are going to have to hit those shots, and then you're going to have to make the other coach make a decision, hey, are we going to go out to the shooters now? and let Giannis flow free, or are we just going to live and die that way? They have to. And that's what makes this team um, a better team than we've seen in so many years is that these guys are actually answering the bell, and they're hitting the shots more than likely. So that's what I like from tonight. No doubt. Yep, no, I'm with you, Terrell. Thanks for the call. Uh, Appreciate it. And that's the thing, though. As much as they um, didn't hit threes in December, they were still winning basketball games. January, fast forward, still really not shooting the three all that great, still winning basketball games. And in the beginning of the year, they were hitting threes, and they were killing people. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this team is going to be lethal. And then it slowed down a little bit, well, quite a bit, uh, and they're still beating teams. That's that's a nice thing. When you can win um, in different ways on different nights, depending on how you're playing, is a sign of a really good basketball team. And that is really what we're talking about right now when it comes uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks, winning in a lot of different ways, uh, and it's really showing. Remember we were talking about the Golden State Warriors a little bit earlier in the show, Mary Mitch? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody brought up, look, the Warriors are going to be the team to beat. Sith Lord brought them up. Did you see their score in Denver against the Nuggets tonight? I know they were 12 of 18 from three with about a, after about the first 15 minutes of the game. Now, Denver has been the best team in the West for about as long as the Bucks were the best team in the East, right? They've been kind of in control of yeah. the West for a while. They lost at home to Golden State tonight, 142 to 111 in four quarters. 31 from Klay Thompson, 31 from Steph Curry, 27 from Kevin Durant. Everybody tells me about, oh, Golden State, oh, they're good. Uh uh, stop. I'm I'm right there with you guys. Y'all need to stop, man. I am. I mean, it's just. When Klay Thompson starts shooting again, and he shot it tonight, he hit five of eight from three, 13 of 19 from the floor. Probably two dribbles. Probably. But when he gets going to go along with Curry and Durant, his team is lethal. And you don't even have Cousins there yet. You don't even have him. Draymond Green, 1 of 5, 13 assists, 6 rebounds, 4 points. 5 shots. That's all that dude should ever shoot in a game is 5 shots. Like, he should never take more than that unless they're layups Draymond? or dunks. Yes. Yeah, I mean, his his 3-point shooting has just disappeared completely the last couple of years. Right. So Do that, you think him and DeMarcus Cousins will try to kill each other on the court at some point? Ian, I'll tell you this. 
if those two ever fought, I'm buying your DeMarcus Cousins jersey to wear and hope he knocks <laughs> yes. Draymond out. Absolutely. Dude, I cannot stand that dude. And I don't. Uh, it, you can get Zach Randolph yeah, to do that for uh, you, too. I'm in. Sure. Let's go. I don't like Draymond Green at all. So, do you think the Bucks have tough guys on their team? No. I don't particularly either. No. I think I think guys. No. Nope. I mean, Giannis, maybe. Like, he's done some dumb things in the past, like tackling Mike Dunleavy. That was actually great. Um, but cost him the game. Mm hmm. I you know, it's over by that point. It, yeah, probably. It was over. Didn't matter. Um, you know, but other than that, you know, Sterling Brown, I think, is kind of a, you know, he's a dog. Maybe one other guy. No, no, no. They don't. No, not Brook. No, well, may I mean, no, not not like you've seen those Lopez bros. Like, they got a mean streak. Like, they have a psycho streak. If they, if they, if they, I yeah, mean, I you saw Brook blow blow his top uh, the other night. Draymond Green. DeMarcus Cousins, those guys are different levels than these, these other dudes. Oh, for here. sure. These are different. Larry Sanders, different level, mm, yeah. right? I mean, some of these dudes, they're just different level dudes. I mean, you're talking about dudes. some of the all-time hotheads here. Right. But that's what we're, that's different level dudes. I don't think you need that dude anymore to win. No. I You don't need that dude in the NBA to win nowadays, right? And that's just kind of the, the big point of all, all of this. Uh, okay. Want to hear from Coach Bud? Sure. Let's hear from Budenholzer, yeah. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. See Sparky, Fiber Mayor Mitch, the chairman, Evan, other side of the glass. Coach Boonholzer, after a... Relatively easy Bucks victory over the Miami Heat tonight. Said this. I thought, you know, the focus and the attention uh, to detail, effort, um, all those things um, from the start of the game to the end of the game were, um, you know, where we can get out of here and get back out on the road. I know Bledsoe just has those two steals tonight, but it did feel like in the first half he, he was just kind of everywhere setting the tone. Yeah, because, you know, I, I think, Early, um, you know, they created some turnovers, and it felt like we were down, even though it's only four or six. You know, the first quarter was, um, you know, just looked like they had a little bit of the upper hand, and he he just made two or three plays that really just felt like it flipped the momentum of the first quarter, and we just kind of took that momentum and ran with it the rest of the game. Um, So, you know, the block shot um, from behind, and he's getting layups and just – you know, I thought that was a pretty critical point for us, and uh, we kind of ran from there. Uh, we spoke a little bit about the offense and the shooting's being a little bit down, and tonight you sort of are able to cut loose and, and everyone sort of gets involved. Uh, Giannis only has nine shot attempts, and he still scored 124. Uh, how do you think about how the offense went all together, and, and particularly perhaps Giannis as a facilitator? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, he's got such great court vision. He draws such a crowd. Um, he gets us so many great looks. Um, you know, I think all year he's done a great job of balancing scoring and facilitating. And, um, you know, kind of, I think we said before the game, when we start making shots, then it makes it a lot harder for teams to figure out, um, you know, how to guard him, how to guard us. So, you know, ho- hopefully this is, a, you know, a whole month of us shooting great. We'll see. We know you can do that. Listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. What play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. 
Sorry. So I got to tell you what's going on on Twitter right now. We'll get to the screaming Sicilian pizza playing here. So Michael tweets at the fam. I don't know if this would ever be possible, but I think it would be a must-listen. For one day only, bring all the guys in for a full day of one big discussion. Bill Michaels, Radio Joe, Gary Ellerson, Leap 36, Bart Winkler, Chuck Freeman, Cody Grant, and Sparky. Okay? All of us in the same studio, all talking sports all day long. To which this knucklehead, Jake, tweets, As long as the day-long topic is Taysom Hill, will the Packers waive their Hall of Fame retirement requirement to let him in today if he was still a Packer? I wanted to retweet that and put, is this a blockable offense? That's what I want to know. Like, can I block him from the fan Twitter account for tweeting such a dumb thing? You think that's possible? People like Taysom Hill. They don't oh, just tune in tomorrow. <laughs> Cause I yelled about Taysom Hill on Monday. Gary wanted to today and everything got messed up and we never got to it. So he'll yell about Taysom Hill tomorrow. If you really want to hear about Taysom Hill. Neither he nor I uh, are big fans. Uh, okay, so uh, screw it, Sicilian pizza play of the game. I'm telling you, folks, pick and save for your screaming Sicilian pizza, man. Always got them on sale. Always can get a get a get a discount, or whatever, with pick and save. And that pizza is so good. And there's lots and lots of pizza that goes along with it. I don't know how much those pizzas weigh, but they are heavy, and you are. Full when you are done eating one of those pizzas, Mayor Mitch. What do you got, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin? Eric Bledsoe beats the shot clock in the third quarter. It came off a nice pass from Giannis. Sterling Brandon now Bledsoe goes to the corner for down. Two on the shot clock. One more pass, Bledsoe. He got it away. And they're going to look at it to see if he got it away. It appeared that he did. Eric Bledsoe there with your uh, screaming Sicilian shot of the game. 124.86 bucks over the Miami Heat. Got to do some forward thinking. Got to give you a Chili's MVB for the Chuck and Winkler program uh, tomorrow morning as well. And uh, Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel will join us coming up next here on The Fan. Hey, Bucks fans. Let's get tonight's Chili's MVB. Be the first to know this standout player tomorrow morning at 8.35 during Chuck and Winkler to win free food from Chili's. Chili's is back, baby. Back! Bucks and the Heat. Bucks over the Heat, 124 to 86. Bucks are rolling. Rolling. Thank you very much. Chili's uh, MVB of the basketball game tonight. Eh, well, uh, Giannis had a triple double. It's nice. Uh, mm. X Factor is Brooke Lopez. I don't want to go back down that, that path again. We already gave him X Factor. Man, man, oh man. Eh, we'll go Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Chili's MVB, 17 points, five boards, four assists, two steals. One block shot, Eric Bledsoe, Chili's MVB. I know what I told you before, but since we have Matt Velasquez already on hold, uh, let's go to Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Joining us now is Matt Velasquez, 
from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Hey, man, I I, uh, I got a, a quick question for you, not basketball related. Sure. So we've talked about cookies when you were on uh, in the past. Now I have I have another question. So, like, when you sit at a game, are you and Eric name of the athletic like separated, like on the other side of the arena from each other? Uh, no, most games uh, at Pfizer Forum, we're sitting next to each other. Most games on the road, if, when when we're both there, uh, we're usually sitting next to or near each other. You know why I thought that, right? Why is that? Because I'm watching you two tweet at each other during the game. I'm thinking to myself, well, how far away are they from each other that they're tweeting at each other during the game? Well, these are probably conversations we've had, but we know that the other one, you know, we need to have these conversations in a space where we can involve more people. We're just trying to be open and inclusive, um, you know, and we're trying to let people into uh, our lives and the way we operate. Sometimes it's us talking. It's like, hey, well, well, I should probably tweet that so people know, like, that I'm thinking this, but I know that Eric already knows. Let's get him involved in the conversation. You know, let's just, let's just do some talking. It still seems weird to me. Uh, okay, uh, Matt, all right, it's so 124-86. to 86. Bucks over the Heat tonight. Giannis doesn't have a big score tonight. They still figure out a way to win, mainly because they were hitting three, 17 three-pointers, a stupid amount of assists on top of that. And when they're 35 assists, when they're going like this, they can beat anybody in the league. Yeah, I, I have no refutation of that statement. Uh, 35 assists, uh, they're, they're knocking down threes. Everybody's scoring. Everybody's a threat. Um, there was really, there was no letdown at all from the bench. Um, every combination of players that went out there, um, you know, played well. And it's really hard to, to handle that, you know, defensively when, when you're on their team because you don't know who you're trying to stop or where the shots are going to come from. Uh, but also, like, all those guys who are, you know, doing solid work on offense, the Bucks were locking down on defense. You know, they were throwing a bunch of guys out there who were playing high effort, high energy uh, defense, playing together, talking well. Uh, and making looks really hard and, and giving multiple efforts. And so the Heat never got any good looks, and they were ice cold. It was their turn to be ice cold from three. Um, you know, so all those things put together, and you get a blowout win. The Heat have beat the Bucks so much uh, here in recent memory. Did it feel like the Bucks kind of wanted this one maybe more than Miami did? Uh, they definitely they definitely wanted it more. Um, I mean, the, the Heat have won six in a row against the Bucks uh, going back to 2017. Um, you know, and so, you know, even Eric Bolster said after the game, like, I didn't see this coming. I don't think anyone in our locker room saw this coming. You know, and he went on to say that, you know, of course, you know, you respect the Bucks. They've been one or two in the East all season for a reason. Um, but, you know, they really got the doors blown off them today because uh, the Bucks really, you know, took this game to heart. And they this is the second time in as many back-to-backs that they've taken care of business on the first night uh, and gotten their starters a lot of rest. Talking with Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Next up, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, again uh, tomorrow night. Memphis not playing all that well, 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Still got to deal with Gasol, obviously, if he plays, and Mike Conley. But, and I understand they beat him at, at, at home already once this year, Memphis. Did that game concern you at all for the Bucks tomorrow night? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the Bucks. you know, I, I asked Eric Bledsoe about this after the game, and he said, you know, they don't talk about it, but... In the four games they've played against teams who have beaten them earlier this season, they've won by an average of like 20-some-odd points, um, this game included. So they're 4-0 against teams that have beaten them before. You know, they, they may not talk about it, but I think they have a collective um, understanding that whatever, whatever happened the last time, they need to, to erase that, and they need to you know, kind of turn the tables. And, and we saw that tonight. He is Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Th- Sentinel. Thank you very much. Ryan Horvath in my seat tomorrow night. You can talk with him tomorrow night after uh, another Bucks win, hopefully. 
Can't wait. Take care. There he is, Matt Velasquez, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Start your renovation journey with a simple and convenient pre-approval from Great Midwest Bank, dedicated to providing perfectly personalized home loans to those right here in our community since 1935. All right. uh, Now let's hear from Eric Bledsoe after the game. Heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Sponsored by Precision Sports. Specializing in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to PrecisionSportsOnline.com. All right, so the Bucks get the win uh, over the Miami Heat, 124-86. to Giannis with a triple-double. Eric Bledsoe was a Chili's MVP if you missed it earlier. Let's hear on the night to go along with five boards, four assists, and a couple steals. In that first quarter, you just got going really quick. Just, you know, what were you seeing from their defense and the opportunities you were getting? Uh, I was just trying to be aggressive. Uh, if it was the score to, or the pass, I was just trying to be aggressive. Can you take us through that block you swallowed up from behind? Uh, I mean, we've been doing that all year. Uh, center, playing center field, sending them to the big, and, you know, uh, chasing from behind. And, you know, I just caught up to it and, you know, made a play. I mean, because typically, like, you might be able to contest it, but you straight up just grab it and went the other way. I mean, uh, if I got a chance to block it, I'm going to block it. But if I got a chance to contest it, I'm going to just, you know, contest it the best way I can. What does it say to you when, when Bud sees the way you're going to start that game and he decides to, to leave you out there and let you keep rolling, keep riding you in that first quarter? I mean, I mean, he's got a lot of confidence in me. Uh, you know, but it's it, it been uh, a different person, you know, uh, throughout the season. And... You know, uh, for as team, we've been so, you know, supporting you know, each each other. So we just got to keep, you know, being, you know, you know, the team that we've been playing and having fun out there. Eric, you've had some- what about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. 124.86 bucks over the Miami Heat. Forward thinking here. Uh, we already talked about uh, the next game uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies, obviously. Let's look ahead a little bit here at this Bucks schedule uh, and what is coming up here uh, besides Memphis. So the way you, you do this is, as far as I'm concerned, is you look at the next you know, 8 to 10 games, somewhere in that area to see what you got. Uh, let's just look through the end of January. At Memphis, tomorrow night should be a win. At Orlando, Saturday night should be a win. Home against Dallas on Monday, 1 o'clock start, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day. I don't know, but I would assume that should be a win. (laughs) Then it's off until Friday, home against Charlotte. That'll be maybe a little bit tougher of a basketball game for him to have to deal with Kemba Walker. Sunday at Oklahoma City, the 27th. That is an evening tip-off on ESPN. That will be a difficult game. Tuesday, January 29th at Detroit. That should be a win. Thursday, January 31st at Toronto. Uh, and that 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 whole thing there. Starting on the 27th, the Bucks go on a five-game road trip at Oklahoma City, at Detroit, at Toronto, at Washington, at Brooklyn. My goal on that trip would be three and two. You go three and two on that trip, I'm I'm relatively happy with that. That swing right there of that five-game road trip. Well, and you're in the middle of a 21 of 31 on the road. I think there are, what, four games into that now? Right. I'm thinking 18 and 13, 18 and 12, 19 and 12. From the 27th of January to February 13th, and you get to the All-Star break, okay? From the 27th of January through February 13th, they have two home games. That's it. 
rest of their time is on the road. If they get through that stretch relatively unscathed and they're still sitting at the top, that's a good sign. Because then after the All-Star break, you're home against uh, the Celtics. That's not going to be easy. Then the T-Wolves. That should be easier. Then the road trip of at Chicago, at Sacramento, at the Lakers, at Utah, at Phoenix. I'll grant you, Phoenix sucks. Sacramento's not good. Lakers are going to have LeBron back. That's an ESPN game. Sacramento is like three games above five. It's not. It's oh, not no, traditional they're playing Sacramento. Way, you're right. They're playing way better than they have in the past. But end of the day, Bucks should win that game. It's the first game with a West Coast trip on top of it. Uh, but either way, it's not. It's gonna. You won't really know. I don't think where this team is necessarily till they get through with that road trip, yeah. and then we'll see. To be honest with you, I'm not really all that worried about it. I'm really not stressing about it. Like I, I think they're going to be just fine, and they'll continue to be right there at the top of the Eastern Conference, first or second seed, by the time that whole thing gets said and done. I think it could come down to the last couple games of the season to determine who has the one seed in the East. Yeah. I do. I think it'll be between them and Toronto, and if Boston gets top, maybe Boston gets in the fray uh, at some point. Steve Sparky, Fiverr, Mayor Mitch. There he is, the chairman, Evan, other side of the glass. Bucks with an easy victory tomorrow night. Chuck and Winkler will talk more about it tomorrow at 6 a.m. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.